Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to share these casual interview chats with you all to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today, Cara from 180 Cakes is joining me. She is one of my amazing clients, but also an all-round chef genius because she has developed her very own cake mixes that are keto, diabetes friendly, gluten free, sugar free, you name it. They're amazing and they taste so good too. So Carl will be sharing a bit of her journey and some tips along the way. So let's get started. Yeah, thanks for joining me. You are my very first client that I've ever had on here. So I'm excited to chat to you a bit more and share a bit more of your journey with everyone else because you've done such an amazing job. So I guess the first place that I would love to start is with you telling us a little bit about how it all started. So your background is obviously a trained chef, but how did that go from being a chef into creating your own business and jumping headfirst into the entrepreneurial realm. Absolutely. So as a chef who specialised in baking, I was incredibly unhealthy, as you can imagine. And (laughs) I knew that I was sick and tired all the time um, and that if I wanted to fix this, I had to change my diet. So in 2017, I cut out sugar and products that contain sugar from my diet and I felt much healthier but I really missed baking. So Mm. I set myself the challenge to create a chocolate cake recipe that um, was sugar-free and gluten-free but tasted as good as a normal chocolate cake and it took me seven months to perfect it and there was wow. in there where I thought, well, maybe it's just not possible. <laughs> um, so after seven months, I finally had this delicious sugar-free, gluten-free chocolate cake that didn't taste like it was sugar-free, gluten-free. And you've done such an amazing job. I mean, I've tasted them myself and the brownies are so good. You don't have to miss out because I'm recently gluten-free um, and somehow you've done it because gluten-free quite often is very like chewy or heavy um, and it tastes really chocolatey as well, which it doesn't just taste like you're eating a hard brick of powder, you know, like a lot of them are. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I think that just comes down to the ingredients that I use. Um, For example, I use almond milk instead of any flours or gluten-free flours. And I think Mm. because it's such a natural product, it makes all the difference. Yeah, definitely. And so, all right, so you spent seven months perfecting this recipe. What happened after that? Where did it go? So I was bringing this chocolate cake to events um, that I was attending with friends and family and a friend whose daughter has type 1 diabetes came up to me and said her daughter had tried my chocolate cake, thought it was delicious, but best of all, it hadn't spiked her blood glucose levels. And she said that this is something that was really missing in the diabetes community and could I... Mm 
turn it into a packet mix so that the diabetes community could bake it at home. So Amazing. I worked really closely with the diabetes community. I was really lucky to have their support and uh, I guess they kind of let me use them as guinea pigs and I was able to create my packet mixes. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm so grateful that it was actually someone else's idea. Yeah, amazing. And how long ago did that all start? What, When was the exact time that they became the packet mix? So from about August 2017 uh, for the rest of the year, I was working on turning it into a packet mix, learning about packaging and barcodes and all that <laughs> side of it that I've never had to look into before. And what um, challenges did you find came up in that process? Because obviously, you know, you're an expert at making the products, but what challenges did you come up with in terms of labeling? Because I know with food, you know, you've got a lot of regulations and things. How did you find that process? Absolutely. That was really challenging, especially because um, the information that's out there is quite ambiguous. It's almost like um, you have to figure it out for yourself and they don't really want to be too specific because they don't want it to mm. come back onto them. They need you to be yeah. onerous for it. And, yep. um, you know, just silly issues like I wanted um, the most um, like a, a paper bag but then the oils from the almond meal was absorbed by the paper bags so then it looked mm. wet. Um, so just learning <laughs> what type of packaging was best for me. Um, yes, absolutely. Trying to uh, make sure I stuck to all the guidelines that mm. uh, the Australian government have in terms of labelling. Although that's something that I'm really passionate about as well. I think we need more transparency on our uh, food labelling um, and mm. more education too on how to read labels. Yeah, and so how long was that process then from you mm. perfected it, you knew you wanted to make it into a packet mix, how long did that process then take in terms of, because were you manufacturing in the beginning still or did you go straight to the manufacturer? No, so I was um, packaging it all up myself for the first 18 months uh, so it took about from deciding I wanted to turn it into a packet mix, it took about five months of just, yeah, getting all the packaging and labelling and barcode um, mm. correct and accurate. And so I was able to launch the packet mix on February 2018 and, um, and yeah, the first 18 months I was packaging it myself at a commercial kitchen. And, yeah. Um, yeah, which was... A really great experience because I think it taught me um, a real a side of it that is really important to know. Um, and so now I have a manufacturer. I know what kind of questions to ask because I've been there myself. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that's something really important to for everyone to take away is that when we go to outsource things, it is really important to understand that process before we go straight into outsourcing because, you know, your manufacturer is over east. You're not there every day seeing what they're doing, but just having that understanding of the process and what you need done and how you want it done as well because they might do things in a different way. So having that understanding is super important to not only have the best interest of your business always there, but to 
help control and manage every step of the journey as well. Yes, absolutely. Having that understanding really helps with the control. Um, yeah, as you said, you, you, you know what questions to ask and you understand the language that they're using and, yeah, it makes you, it makes sure that your product is the quality that you want it to be. Yeah, awesome. All right, so now I want to jump into how, what what was the process like in terms of then getting the product out there. So I know you mentioned you involved the diabetes community quite closely, but what was the next step in terms of getting your product in the hands of people all over Australia and, you know, internationally as well? So um, it really working closely with the diabetes community for me was the key. I was going to diabetes events. Um, there's uh, the JDR one walk every year. I would have a stool there. Mm. Um, I would put samples in goodie bags at diabetes events. And because I um, I didn't want to waste my budget, I was doing a lot of these mm. free and low-cost strategies to reach my target audience and my key audience. Yeah. And because it was such a specific audience, um, it was very easy for me. I, did, I knew that I didn't need to just put and add in a newspaper and reach everyone. Mm. If I went to these very specific events, yeah. uh, then I could and speak I think directly to the audience. Absolutely. And there's a few key things that you mentioned in there that I think everyone can take away from is having a niche audience. Um, now you've sort of expanded a little bit into sort of the keto and just, you know, general health and um, gluten-free and things. These people can definitely still have it, but you still definitely do target, you know, a lot of marketing towards those communities specifically. So that first tip is awesome, which um, I'm not sure if you did that on purpose, but it's definitely something that a lot of people don't do and they sort of want to just be for everyone because you could have just gone as broad as anything. It is gluten-free, it is low sugar and and low sugar was a real hype, you know, at that time as well and it was kind of yeah, just everyone was jumping onto that bandwagon. Yes, yeah. definitely. And so you could have very easily jumped on to that bandwagon and, you know, went for everyone but because you had that niche audience, you've become – the go-to person in that audience for those people. So that's awesome. Secondly, I love free marketing. So free marketing is the best way to do things early on. You don't have to spend a ton of money, but you do just have to get around. And in the beginning, it's probably more that you'll use your time rather than money. And so as you grow, you might start to invest more money. But in the beginning, you have to kind of hustle and get around and network and meet the right people. And that takes time, but it is free and it can be very effective. So those are two main key takeaways I just wanted to point out for everyone um, because it's it's very helpful in early stages in the business to understand those. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree with more with everything <laughs> that you've said. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right. And so how did you find that journey in, in getting the message out there? Because I know with a lot of my clients, you know, when they first launch and when they start, it can be a slow burn. And I experienced that in my own business. Sometimes you just have to keep going and um, that success or that, you know, that marketing tactic might just be around the corner that really 
catapults your brand. So how did you find that in the beginning? Was it a bit more of a slow burn or did it really just take off because you were filling such a niche gap in the market? Yeah, I think the moment for me where it did take off was when the Cheeto community found me uh, because Mm. that is such a big movement at the moment. Um, And something that I find about the Cheeto community is they are so vocal. So they will share Mm. a lot on Instagram, social media about my products because um, they're so excited to have found a product that they <laughs> like. So I think that that's kind of a real key is, um, and it does kind of come back to you can't please everyone and if you try to please everyone, you please no one. If you mm. have an excellent product that suits few people, then they'll shout it out for you and, and they'll share it for you because they're so excited to have found this amazing product, um, where yep. it's just an average product that suits everyone, people aren't excited to talk about it. Definitely. I mean, they might try it once and then that will kind of be it. So that customer advocacy and and customer loyalty is super powerful. And you've just done an amazing job at creating a product that really does fit that gap. Um, But I think, you know, something that I think is key is that you didn't launch to the keto community. And you said, you know, it, it took some time and then it sort of catapulted from there. And I think that's, again, the key you launch and then you kind of tweak and adjust and try things and, and see what works and see what doesn't work. And, and now you know that, okay, the keto community. So now you probably, you probably didn't have keto on your packaging to start with, but now you've got that on your packaging going forward and really just targeting those audiences as well is um, something that you've learned along the journey. Yeah. So I'm um, almost in my third year of business. Um, and it has, it's been a slow three years, but it's been learning along the way and improving along the way. And, and yes, so now I've added keto to my packaging for the keto community to identify it easily. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, and I'm happy with that journey because I think it's helped me understand my customers best and order mm. best and, and make sure that my product is the best that I can make it. Yeah, definitely. And so on that, did you ever have any um, feedback from customers and um, tweak your mixes and your recipes? I've listened to the customers to create new recipes. So mm-hmm. in terms of the recipes or the packets that I already have, I'm definitely my own harshest critic. Um, <laughs> and when I'm developing the recipes, I often have people say to me, oh, they're good enough, and I'm like, no, no, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm definitely my own harshest critic, but I definitely listen to my customers uh, to find out what new products they want. So I already have a soft chocolate chip cookie, which is kind of like mm. um, a shortbread, and I had a huge um, – amount of feedback saying they wanted a crunchy cookie. So this year I yep. launched a crunchy cookie. Um, I heard a lot of people were saying that they really miss donuts, so I created a donut week. So absolutely listening to my customers, listening to their feedback, listening to their wants and needs, 
um, to help me um, create products that they are missing and wanting. Yeah, and that's awesome. So how do you sort of tap into that? Do you use social media or do you have DMs or emails with them? How do you sort of tap into that? Because I think, you know, as business owners, sometimes um, people get on social media, they post and then they they go and do something else. They get back on their laptop. But I think it's really key these days more than ever to build those relationships personally. So how do you work with your clients on that? Definitely. Uh, social media is a huge part of it. Um, I speak to a lot of people, especially through Instagram, um, to the point where, you know, I don't just know their Instagram handle, I know their, their <laughs> personal name. Um, and, yeah. I, and, and they know mine as well. You know, mine, uh, it's 180 Cakes created by Cara. So people often will reach out to me and say, hey, Cara. Um, so we really have that personal connection. So that they do feel comfortable saying, oh, "I need a crunchy chocolate chip biscuit," um, and <laughs> we can have these these open communication um, and open feedback because it just helps uh, my business be better. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Awesome. So I want to switch gears a little bit. So we've been working together for about six months now and uh, you found me through my last challenge, which I'm launching a new challenge next week. So maybe just for those who have maybe never done coaching or are not sure if it's for them, maybe if you could share a little bit about our journey and what made you sort of decide to get a coach and work together um, and, yeah, share your experience. So I wanted a coach because I'm great at baking, I'm great at recipe development, they're my strong suit. Um, but when it comes to running a business and understanding business, that's all new and foreign to me. So I, I wanted to find someone who that's their area of expertise. Um I did your Scale to Success Challenge and it was just jam-packed with valuable information. (laughs) I couldn't believe how generous you were with your knowledge and that's why I chose you to work with. Um, I really thank you. (laughs) the value that you gave was immense um, and something I hadn't come across before. And so... I chose you to work with, but I, I, and what I've gotten from our journey this last six months is you keep me accountable. Um, you know, business, the day to day of business can just be so overwhelming that then you don't grow the business. So, you know, you make sure mm. that what tasks, um, set to, that I need to achieve that are outside just the day to day. And then, um, I'm accountable to it to you. So that's really helping to grow the business. Um, and it's also great to have someone to bounce ideas off of um, and you're, you're always easily contactable between our sessions so I can shoot you an email or a text and just check that I'm on the right track with something or if I have a question about something. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend to everyone um, whose area of expertise is not business to get a business coach because we, especially small business, we so often go into business because we are great at the product or the service that we're mm. providing. Um, and, and business is just so foreign and unknown that 
yeah, but find someone that that's their area of expertise so that you can help your business grow and be the best it can be. Um, yeah, I think that's an awesome tip for anything, I guess. You know, if you're lacking in a certain area, find that expert who can fill that gap for you because there's no point trying to sit there and work it out. If I was trying to develop a cake mix, we'd be here for 25 years or probably never, never figure it out. So, you know, I'm not going to go out and do something that isn't my area of expertise. And if I was going to make a cake mix, I would chat to you. And, um, we would go down that route. So I think exactly. that's key in anything in business. Don't sit there getting frustrated and trying to work through things that just aren't working. It's just going to eat up your time. Yeah. You're going to waste money making mistakes and things. And I've made my fair share of mistakes. I think we all have. But hiring an expert in those areas can help you bridge that gap, but also get you there sooner based on the fact that you don't have to try and sit there and work it all out yourself and um, saves you a lot of tears and and sleepless nights as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Someone's already made the mistakes for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, I just wanted to point out, oh, sorry. (laughs) So my goal was um, to work with you six months ago. My goal was uh, to double my sales and we have achieved that in the six months. But my favourite part part about that is that we've done that from the tips that you've given me that are free or low cost. So I haven't had to sacrifice my profit margins to to increase the sales. And and that's what I also love about working with you is that you're not straight into, well, let's throw lots of money at this. Um, Your first step was what are some free (laughs) things like engaging in social media every day Mm. um, that can help us with free Definitely. And I think that's amazing because in the first two weeks of working together, you had huge results. You, you know, doubled your web traffic and, and all of these amazing things. And that is because you implemented as well, because I can give you all the tools and the strategies, but if you don't implement them, then they can't go to work. So well done on actioning every single thing I've ever given you um, because that's why you've gotten the results out of this. And I'm so excited that you not only doubled your revenue, it stayed, you know, it stayed consistent. It's not just like we got this massive spike, we did all the work for one month and then it's back to where it was. You're now at this new um new step and then we can continue to go up from there so um it's only now you know sort of at the end of the six months that we're even looking into paid strategies because I myself have run businesses and I get it and a lot of other coaches out there might come from corporate and they know about marketing they know about business when I quit my corporate job and started working on my business, I was managing half a million dollar budget every single month on ads at my full-time job. When I came into my business, I was like, amazing. I know how to do all these advanced strategies. I'm going to do all of them. That lasted about a week before I realized I'm losing too much money here and I've got to get creative. So that's why I always want to share my creative strategies that I've actually done in my own business that have worked because I'm all about how can we spend less money or no money? Um, how can we leverage um, partnerships or, or collaborations or what can we leverage in order to get those results with as little risk and as little 
input as possible. And so that's what you've been able to do, which has been very exciting. Um, Just before we sort of wrap up a little bit, I would love for you to share a little bit more about what's to come with 180 Cakes, what you have coming up, which is very exciting. And I think you've already launched the pre-orders for that. Um, So give us a little sneak peek. I am so excited. I have collaborated with Lacarto. They make amazing collagen powders. So we've combined the Lacarto gingerbread collagen powder with the 180 Cakes biscuit mix to bring you a limited edition gingerbread collagen cookie just in time for Christmas. Um, and yes, we've started pre-sales and orders have started to ship this week. And I'm so excited to try them. Yes, I'm excited as well. I mean, it's such a great concept and you have done a collaboration with this company before and it's obviously done super well. So just unpack this a little bit for everyone. Oh, great. And that's the key is like relationships. We're all humans at the end of the day um, and building those ongoing relationships are key. But just to break this down for everyone a little bit is that Cara has Co uh, created a product with another company. So that means that they can leverage both of their audiences to build up the sales and awareness of each other's brands, but also to create this amazing product just in time for Christmas. You've worked together on your marketing plans. And so it means you can leverage each other's um, influence and databases, but also knowledge and, and expertise in your different kinds of products as well so um, it's such an awesome idea yeah yeah definitely so I'm a big fan of collaborations as you know so I think it's such an amazing way for you to be able to build business and just gain more awareness out there as well so excited to see all of the creations start coming through and everyone starting to make their gingerbread I'm getting excited it's very close to Christmas already I know it's so festive <laughs> um, yeah we'll be seeing lots yeah. of little gingerbread people uh, yeah very shortly awesome well was there anything else you would like to leave people with if you had one tip or one quote or one thought that you want to leave everyone with what would that be Absolutely, um, and this is something that I think was probably lesson one of your Scale to Success Challenge is that mindset is key. Mm-hmm. Um, running a business is full of challenges and disappointments and struggles, no matter what, for everybody. Uh, so mindset is everything, and that's something that you really strongly um, enforce to everyone. Mindset is key, and it really is it's the key to overcoming these challenges. So, yeah, thank you, Jess. I honestly can't thank you enough and I'm really looking forward to our next big one together. Yes, I am so excited to continue working. Just on that topic of mindset, so I 100%, mindset is the number one thing. What would you say has been the biggest shift in your mindset or like difference of perspective? Like what's been one of your big breakthroughs in terms of mindset that you could share with people? Yeah, so I always knew that mindset was important Um, and so um, a big one for me is confidence. So I would always Mm -hmm. say I will be more confident. Um, But you said to me, put it into the present tense, I am more confident. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, Yeah. that that tiny little shift in language was huge. Because 
what that tells your brain is if you say I will be confident, it tells your brain I'm not currently confident. So your brain in subconscious works in weird ways. You have to convince it that you already are in order to get there. And that's, I use those affirmations all the time. If I'm feeling nervous or if I'm stressed about something, if something's out of my control, I'll go back to those. So that's, I'm so glad you shared that tip because it is super powerful to use my I am's and that could be anywhere in life, you know, Um, it's really powerful to shift that straight away. Awesome. Well, I think there was so many little nuggets that you shared with everyone here. I hope you all get so much out of it. And thank you so much for joining me, Cara. I will be speaking to you soon. Um, But thanks for joining me on Couch Chats today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was such an awesome chat. I hope you all got so much out of that. Please always share to your stories and don't forget to tag me at jess.williamson8 as well as tagging Cara at 180cakes. I hope you all enjoyed that episode and don't forget to subscribe so we can keep this podcast going. Have an amazing day.